0: This is going to be a very fun, what's the story? Thanks for joining us here on The People Chronicles. My name is Joe Painter, and, and I wanted to know, what's the story, story, should I say, with birding? And there's only one person to ask about that, and that is the ultimate, the consummate expert in birding. Oh, it's true. No, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Joe, it
1: is not true. Uh, the yes. experts, uh, there are probably, in our area, ten.
0: Expert. And you're number one, no,
1: Jack no. Holcomb. I'm 11.
0: Is that okay? <laughs> Jack Holcomb, winner. I, I need to do this properly, honestly. First of all, I've had the, the honor of working with you for 30 years and um, listening and learning from you. Uh, many know Jack as the host of Jack's Backyard, uh, winner of the Earl Poole Award. Um, I was fortunate enough to be with you when you got the Schuylkill County Conservation mm-hmm. Media Award, Uh, President of the Baird Club, I believe you've... Past president. Past president, okay. And um, served on the board at Hawk Mountain. I know you still, I think, you still volunteer up there for bird counts. That's right. And I'm sure I'm missing many things. So esteemed, certainly, and absolutely the personification of gentlemen, without a doubt. So it is my pleasure. Thanks for taking the time, Jack. Oh,
1: Joe, it's a pleasure, but you're much too kind. No,
0: no, no, just honest, just honest. So this birding thing, I had to find out what's the story. And I honestly don't know, is it I'm getting older, so I like birds? Or is it becoming more popular? Because it is everywhere, and it seems to capture people's imagination, the idea of birding and watching them and identifying.
1: It's all of the above. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think one reason we're finding actually more... Adults doing it after their children leave home.
0: Okay, I fall in that category. <laughs> uh,
1: which is uh, it, it, because it opens all new avenues and mm-hmm. gives them something to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, young people, perhaps through their schools, science programs, etc, local bird clubs, places like Hawk Mountain, Noley Forest, Environmental Education Center, Blue Marsh, a number of places that have programs available all year long, not only for kids but for families. And which is a good way to learn because you're bringing in the entire family, not just the kids or not just mom and dad. So I find, it, uh, I find it rewarding. It is, I understand, and I don't have the statistics in my aging mind, but it seems to me that birding right now is close to the top of the most popular of hobbies.
0: That's what I've heard.
1: And growing. That's I mean, what th- I that have was, heard. Yeah.
0: And so I wonder, does any of that have to do with... Um, our need to connect to something other than a computer.
1: (laughs) Yes. Maybe. I don't know. Yes and yes. (laughs) Let's take a a look basically at nature. Mm -hmm. Birds are one way into nature. That's how you can learn. For example, when I started birding at a much too late age, you go out birding and there are no birds. Oh, there's one over there. So what do you do? You look at wildflowers, you look at mushrooms, oh, okay. you try to find snakes, you try to find turtles.
0: You no, wait, you try to find, what's the matter with you? Well, you try to find snakes? Then you see it, then <laughs> you will <people> run. <laughs> then you
1: see deer, and then you see uh, porcupine. So in other words, you're being exposed to the entire natural world. And that really is, I think, uh, one of the biggest pluses of birding. It gets you outside. It gets you introduced to all of the other good things that are out there.
0: I've noticed when you when you do exactly what you said and you start connecting with all of nature out there, it captures your mind. And at least for that moment or that walk, all those stresses that you're dealing with every day uh, and they're not going to go away, but they kind of dissipate for a little while. It's like setting down in the backpack and picking it up when you come back out of the woods. I, I'm
1: I'm just going to say amen. Yeah. Nature is the best tranquilizer there is. No
0: kidding. No kidding. So you said you get into birding at a much too late age. Yes. How did this happen for you? Because, I mean, you're joking. You're saying I'm not an expert. But truly, um, you, if you don't want to call yourself an expert, you're a wealth of knowledge. And you can identify just by somebody describing a, a bird or this what it sounds like or where it is. How did you start and how did you accumulate all this knowledge?
1: Going back in time. Okay. Uh, 1965, WEEU, mm-hmm. the general manager called me into his office and said, how would you like to do a program about birds? And you said? Really. <laughs> I knew a robin and uh, maybe a crow and probably a Canada goose.
0: Really? Only three birds? Why did he ask you to I talk did, about I, birds then? I wasn't, then?
1: A, I wasn't out going outdoors because it was a syndicated program. AM radio at that time needed a little bit of spark, maybe that's yeah. the word. So it was a syndicated program out of Baltimore, and uh, you could do it any way you wanted to. They furnish the materials, and you do the show. Uh, There was a program in in, uh, Harrisburg at the time. The morning guy in Harrisburg did it, and it was the brunt for his jokes. Mm -hmm. I'm not a comedian, so I said, can I play it straight? And I did. Uh, The Baird Ornithological Club came to my rescue the very next week after the program started. I had my little 95-cent golden field guide. Mm -hmm. You me. could
0: still get those, but they're not yeah, 95 no. cents, just saying.
1: And they <laughs> gave me the Peterson Guide, which was the Bible, or still is probably in many cases the Bible for bird watchers, the first good field guide.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that that really set me on fire.
0: You certainly and the rest stepped is up to the plate and, and made that happen. So if if you, if you I said to you, Jack, I, I, I can identify a robin and a grackle, or a, they're grackles or gackles? Grackles. Grackles, I got that right. Um, and I'm an owl. What do I do after that? How, what could you tell me I should do if I want to become more learned? I want to know what those birds are.
1: You want to go on a bird walk with the local bird club.
0: Okay.
1: That's number one. Go to programs that feature uh, different. Uh, some programs are all-encompassing and, and will cover a lot of birds. Some will focus on, let's say, just raptors, mm-hmm. things like that. But uh, the birding clubs I have found over the years are more than generous to say, Come on, join us. If you have any questions, help. There's always that help, and it comes unattached. They're just the greatest people in the world.
0: I hear you invite people to participate in bird watches. What is that all about? Bird, or bird counts, bird counts, I should say. Yeah.
1: Well, the, the bird counts, there are a couple right now. The, the Christmas bird count, which is founded by Audubon back in the early 1900s, I think, or eight, late 1800s. Um, You literally become a citizen scientist. You go out and count birds during a two-week period. Uh, Different clubs have different areas, different regions that they cover, and all of the birds are then grouped, and you send them to Audubon, they decipher them saying, oh, look at the population of chickadees there.
0: How do I know I didn't count the same bird twice?
1: Because you don't, You when you have an area, a definite area, you just cover that area. And if you see a bird circle around, you know, you count them one time and then don't count them again.
0: But that's what I mean. How do I know I didn't count that one already?
1: <laughs> Your goodwill.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: <laughs> uh, Hawk Mountain, for example, it does a raptor count spring and yeah, fall. They're, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're... Um, Fall count begins in August and ends in December. Now, those birds come right down a certain ridge. They, they literally come right at you at the North Lookout, and mm-hmm. then they move right. Usually, yeah, they go down the ridge. So you know when those birds do that, they're not going to come back. Okay. When a bird starts to circle, turns around, and comes back, and then goes in another direction, you don't count that bird.
0: Why would he circle, turn around? He's looking for food? He's Could looking for a local for bird to that, just,
1: okay. that just stays there. The other counts that we talk about are the feeder watches. Mm -hmm. Those programs, you you sit down uh, X number of hours a day and you just count the birds you see at one time and then you let an hour go by, count them again, cross out the first number, put the second number down. So basically you're not counting the same birds over and over.
0: Okay, what's up with the snow geese?
1: Right now, and we're talking on on this March day, uh, it's absolutely incredible. Snow geese are moving north. Mm -hmm. They're birds of the tundra. So they're moving north, and they stop at Middle Creek, which is near Kleinfeldersville, in huge numbers.
0: What's huge?
1: Well, right, now, I was there yesterday, uh, and we had roughly, according to the Pennsylvania Game Commission, about 110,000 snow geese. That's huge. 90% or 95% of the lake was frozen, because they usually depend on the lake to roost, and then they go into the fields to eat. Mm -hmm. This time there's only about, as I say, small bits of water open, so they're in the fields everywhere. Looking for food. Looking for food.
0: How long will they be in this area? And this area is uh, Brooks County. You're talking Lancaster, Lebanon County in Pennsylvania. This
1: is part of Pennsylvania right now. They probably will be here. If that water opens up, uh, maybe another two weeks at the most, but if that water doesn't open up, I think they'll be on their way, and where are and they going? They're going to the tundra sub tundra oh okay, northern Canada uh, way up north.
0: How about a tip to start birding in the backyard or on the porch? Uh, what kind of feeder should you put and and we'll we'll stick with this area, the Brooks County area of Pennsylvania because I imagine it depends where you live, what you would put out
1: basically yeah, you're right mm-hmm. um i I think in your backyard you want to start with um Maybe two kinds of feeders. You want to start with the sunflower, black oil sunflower feeder. What will that Usually attract? Usually a tube feeder that'll that'll attract the chickadees and the titmice and the nuthatches and the goldfinches, um, the cardinals. The food that drops to the ground because they have trouble getting on some of those feeders.
0: So anyway, no, that goes in the tube feeder, right. sunflower. And seeds. then
1: you have a, a hopper feeder which we put in your mixed bird seed, quality mixed bird seed. Uh, and the, the other birds, your house sparrows and all of others that don't like sunflower seed will use that feeder.
0: Okay, what's a hopper feeder?
1: It's, it's like a, uh, how could I describe it? Rectangular feeder. Some have roofs. Some look like little barn houses.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so
1: it's a, and you, usually mounted on a pole or hanging.
0: Now, what's good mixed bird seed? What should we look for?
1: Spend money.
0: <laughs> it Rem- really, really, yeah.
1: uh, go to a quality store. Uh, don't buy your mixed bird seed at the supermarket. Uh, go to a quality bird store, uh, Home and Garden Center, and mm-hmm. buy their top brand quality food. It has sunflower seed. It has millet. It has safflower seed. It has cracked corn. But it doesn't have a lot of the waste seed that you'll find in buying it at the supermarket.
0: And how about hummingbirds? I love to watch hummingbirds. And, in fact, you told me what to do a buy while them. ago. You can make your own...
1: Yes, you make Zero. your own water. How you know, do you do that? Four to one, four parts uh, water to one part sugar. Mm-hmm. And then you buy the hummingbird feeder. Yes, yes. And you, that has red on it, so there's no need for vegetable coloring or anything like that.
0: Okay, so now what do you do when you have a cat and you want to attract birds? Drink. <laughs> <laughs> can we do that anyway? Now,
1: I have never been a cat lover, but we have a cat. And that cat sits by the back door and we call it catavision because <laughs> we feed on the patio and the birds come up and the squirrels come up and the cat sits there mesmerized
0: watching them wants watching. to get them
1: so and if but i again keep your cat indoors because cat feral cats kill millions and millions of birds
0: i stopped actually feeding in one area because there were wood cats feral cats yeah. and and i found bird yes remains <laughs> made me sad so you just you have to be careful about that you don't want to draw birds in for
1: Uh, cats uh wild uh, feral cats or near neighbor's cat as the case may be um raptors hawks bird-eating hawks will keep birds away from your feeder
0: so you have to watch for those things but that's nature and lastly you you had talked about um and we started it get out in nature Go outside. Enjoy the outside and the outdoors and use that opportunity to commune with the kids and share and learn and grow together. But you told me there's something that blends that technology with going outside. They're developing apps.
1: Oh, my goodness. For those that are involved totally with the technology of Mm -hmm. the day, I'm not one. Uh, I'm getting a bit too old to learn some of those things. But anyway... Uh, you can buy birding apps. Uh, some are free. Mm-hmm. Uh, Department of Ornithology at Cornell, which is probably the most reputable ornithological school in the world, um, they have one. I believe it's called Merlin. And uh, you just put in your phone, and you get the picture of the bird. You get the bird's song. It's great. I mean, I take a field guide. I'm old-fashioned, see, so I take a field guide and keep a field guide in the car.
0: But either way, but, you can connect and Oh, identify. yes, absolutely.
1: And it's incredible. And we're just touching the surface, I'm sure.
0: We are. So if you have any more questions, um, Jack's available every Saturday morning from 8 to 10 in Jack's backyard. Is that correct? That's correct. And I thank you very much for taking the time to visit us and, and answer questions. And uh, maybe when we get to the next season, uh, we could invite you back again.
1: That would be wonderful. And thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Jack Holcomb. And that's What's the Story?
1: Hi, Jack Holcomb here. Just finished a program on The People Chronicles. We invite you to join us on Facebook. And also, you might want to check out YouTube.